CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday. Experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG. Signing day is two days away. The entire college football world has their eyes on where the top prospects will sign and whether or not we will see a shocker this year like we did with Travis Hunter last year. It is Monday, December 19th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. I know we are talking more recruiting on this show over the last two weeks than we normally do, but it's that time of the year and signing day buzz has taken over the sport. So many storylines to watch, players to keep an eye on, and coaches that are looking to finish strong. But before we get underway, I first want to remind everyone to tune in this Wednesday, December 21st, to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel as we will be live from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern for our annual signing day show. Again, 9 a.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern, bringing you everything you need to know regarding signing day on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. Make sure to head over there and tune in and subscribe as well when you do. So joining me to take a look at a few pre-signing day storylines is the national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports and someone who will, or someone who you'll see on that signing day show that's brandon huffman huff how we doing sir thanks so much for coming on and joining me really appreciate it what a great weekend lance college football bowl games on friday morning all day saturday nfl games thursday saturday sunday monday night football tonight oh and then there's that little thing called signing day on wednesday it's all football all the time folks it really is. And you know, you mentioned the bowl games and I was really interested to see it. So I turned it on real quick on Saturday. The Fenway Wasabi Bowl. Obviously, oh. there's been a little bit between Louisville and Cincinnati over the last couple of weeks, right? With Scott Satterfield obviously taking over for Luke Fickle and Cincinnati leaving his job at Louisville. And of course, the Wasabi Bowl, because it's only so big, Fenway Park, they have both teams on the same sidelines. I'm sure there was a little bit of a awkwardness in the uh, coming out at halftime, getting ready before the game. But uh, yeah, quite the scene over there uh, in Boston. Let's take a look because you're here to talk some storylines, right, of National Signing Day on Wednesday. Let's begin with the first one. And the first, the race for number one, in my opinion, at least, and maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong, I think it's pretty much over, right? Alabama's at the top. They are fresh off a recent commitment from the top defensive player in the 2023 class in Keon Keeley. Georgia's at number two. Texas at number three just landed Anthony Hill. Miami at number four landed Samson Okanola. But Alabama seems right now, at least, to just be too far ahead of those other schools for anyone to really catch up. 11 of the top 100 players in the country. They've got 17 of the top 250 players in the country, and they may not be done. They had this weekend in for visits. James Smith, who's a five-star defensive lineman. Desmond Ricks, a cornerback who's in the top 25. And Edge Kwa Russa, who is also in the top 25. Plus, they're still heavily involved with Caden Proctor, the number one offensive tackle in the country who's currently committed to Iowa Oregon's also a factor there, but Alabama got him in, got into his home over the last week. Bama could be closing with four more potential top 25 guys before it's all said. Now, not saying that they're going to get all four of those, but anybody who thought that Alabama, by not making the playoffs this year, was fading into oblivion, hasn't been paying attention. 
What does Nick Saban do when he's angry? He goes and out recruits you. And this is setting up a class that is going to be back at the top where Alabama has been used to being in December and February the last few years. Yeah, they really have been. And you mentioned two names, James Smith and Quay Russo. They're teammates at Carver in Montgomery, Alabama. And the belief is that where one goes, the other is going to follow. So you land either James Smith or Quay Russo. And I think they're both announcing together. I think on signing day, I could be wrong, uh, but right around these next couple of days. And I know the crystal balls are in for both of them to go to Alabama. They would help upgrade a defensive line class that's already great. And again, a defensive line class for Alabama that's led by the top defensive player in 2023, and that's Keon Keeley. And look, Alabama, the last year, they finished number two. Texas A&M had that monster class in 2022 that finished number one, but they were number one in 2021. They were number one in 2019, and when they're not at the top, they're usually at number two. So another great class put together by Nick Saban and another one that, at least right now, seems likely to finish at number one in 2023. So let's head now to the second storyline. And I think the program most have their eyes on when it comes to making a splash as we get closer and closer to signing day and on signing day, is Colorado, right? Deion Sanders got Travis Hunter to Jackson State last year, now in Boulder with upgrade facilities, upgraded NIL, upgraded recruiting. What can he do to make a splash this year? That's kind of what's ever, what's on everyone's mind. Do you think the Buffaloes are primed to have that big recruiting win by Wednesday? I think most would bet their money on Coach Prime in these next couple of days having a few tricks up his sleeve heading into signing day. I see what you did there, Lance. Are they primed for a big uh, big close? Potentially. Now, it may be more along the lines of which transfers come in. I mean, last year, it, the big storyline was Travis Hunter flipping from Deion's alma mater, Florida State, to Jackson State. This year, with the bowl game on Saturday that the Jackson State played into the Celebration Bowl, there's the expectation that there's going to be a number of players at Jackson State that are going to follow prime to Boulder. So that could happen. It could be Travis Hunter himself. But on the recruiting front, over the weekend, Malachi Coleman, the number one player in the state of Nebraska, who had been committed to Nebraska for quite some time, he took an official visit. They also had uh, Tassili Akana, the number one player in the state of uh, Utah. He was in for an unofficial visit, kind of a surprise unofficial visit. On Sunday, he had visited Louisville on Saturday and then was at Colorado uh, yesterday. You know, the buffs may be on the outside looking in, but that just shows you the effect Coach Prime has had. Given that he's balancing Colorado and Jackson State at the same time, they're getting back involved with guys that Colorado wouldn't even have been a pipe dream for before. Now, it's probably going to be heavy portal and maybe the 2024-25 class where you really see it. But even there, you have Colorado hosting a, a number of top 247 players in 2024, top 100 players in 2025. So there's buzz building. But can they close strong? I don't think it's going to be a, ja a Travis Hunter-Jackson State type of flip unless it's actually getting Travis Hunter from Jackson State. But Colorado, people are talking about again. Dylan Edwards flipping from Notre Dame to Colorado. Then this weekend with having Akana and Coleman and then ath a Georgia athlete, top two for seven athlete, Bakari Swain in town. Shows that Colorado may be starting to sneak up a little bit, maybe earlier than people thought they might. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Malachi Coleman. He was actually originally scheduled to take an official visit to Michigan for this weekend. Canceled his visit to Michigan to take an official visit to Colorado. So if you follow the visits, you got to think you'd like where Colorado is standing. Now, obviously, he's a Lincoln, Nebraska native. He's still interested in the Huskers, even though he previously decommitted from Nebraska when they hired Matt Rule. So you, of course, you got to consider Nebraska to be uh, towards the top of his list. But again, following the visits, this is the last weekend before signing day. He doesn't take an official to Michigan. He takes an official to Colorado. So you got to like where the Buffalo stand with Malachi Coleman. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to run through two more storylines ahead of signing day on Wednesday. Keep it locked in. You're listening to the College Football Daily. 
From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Back here on the College Football Daily, Lance Glenn joined alongside by 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Editor Brandon Huffman. So Huff, before we get into storyline three and four, obviously the last month or two leading up to signing day are, I'm sure, the busiest times for you and for recruiting analysts of the year. But once Wednesday comes and goes and you wake up Thursday morning, do you have those nice couple of days where you could just take a breath or is it back on the grind once Thursday comes around, you're back on your phone, you're back on your computer. What's kind of the life for you once signing day comes through? Well, there's a little bit of a quiet. Now, we've had in years past where some guys will take the full three-day period, uh, which called the early signing period, which is Wednesday to Friday. Some guys will wait until Friday to make a decision. We've had guys make a decision on Thursdays. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that you're tracking commitments all the way until the end of the week. But then it kind of slows down. Thankfully, the NCAA has the dead period in place. We've got about a week off for the holidays. Then it's right back to the road. You know, half the team will be down in Orlando for the Under Armour All-American game. The other half will be in San Antonio the following week for the All-American Bowl. So it doesn't really slow down in terms of there's still plenty of 2023 action to cover. It just means that recruiting kind of takes a little backseat. A lot of more recalibrations, if you will. A lot more of the schools will start to do uh, recalibration of their class. And the portal's still going to be pretty active. So you're still tracking and tracing what's going on in the portal. So long story to the long answer to your short question is no, it doesn't slow down. Let's move on to our third storyline. Florida's big three. Miami, Florida State, Florida, they're really shining this cycle. Miami recently landing five-star offensive lineman Samson Okunlola. They sit at number four in the rankings. Florida's at number 11. They're headlined by five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada. Five-star wide receiver Hakeem Williams headlines the Seminoles 18th ranked class. Billy Napier, Mike Norvell, Mario Cristobal, they've all seemed to embrace the Florida recruiting rivalry, and it's making for some really fun battles in the Sunshine State. And Honestly, it looks like all three classes are going to really finish strong ahead of signing day this year. And to think about it, like one of the the best aspects of this was the Florida-Miami battle for a quarterback from California. Jaden Rashada flipping his commitment from Miami to Florida last month after those two schools were neck and neck to get his commitment back in June. You know, just as we all expected, the Sunshine State with all the talent in there, one of the most heated battles would be over a California quarterback like we all predicted. But that was just kind of the appetizer to what these last couple of weeks have been like and what the next couple of days will be like is Florida, Florida State, and Miami all jostling for different players. You're starting to see it. The fans, you know, start to feel it. And when you know it's really heating up is when the fans don't talk about which player they're going to get. They go and criticize the ranking of a player they're not going to get. And that's when you know we're back. Florida schools are back. The hatred between those three schools is back. Samson Nook and Lola, who thought, you know, many thought Florida would have a good chance. The Pancake Honcho commits to Miami, although Michigan State made it interesting. We're going to have more and more battles between Mario Cristobal and Billy Napier and Mike Norvell. And it's not just going to be over Florida kids. Like it historically used to be in the old days when it was Steve Spurrier and either Dennis Erickson or Butch Davis. And then you also had Bobby Bowden at Florida State, where it all seemed like all the big battles were over Florida kids. Maybe some Georgia kids sprinkled in there. No, you've got those three schools battling it out for Florida kids like they're supposed to, but also Texas kids, Alabama kids, Georgia kids, California kids. That's when you know, again, college football is in 2022, where most schools recruiting recruit nationally, not regionally. But then those three schools are going at it 
outside the confines of the Sunshine State. Yeah, all three ranked in the top 20. Like I said, Miami at number four, Florida at number 11, Florida State at number 18. You mentioned all the schools or all the states that they're battling for prospects from. Jaden Rashad, obviously, Miami and Florida. He's from California. Samson Okanola, a Miami and Florida battle as well. Miami ended up winning out on that one. He's from Massachusetts. So they're going not only out to the West Coast, but going up into the Northeast uh, for prospects and battles as well. So have last one before we go. You know, I mentioned Travis Hunter last year to Jackson State is obviously the biggest shocker of the 2022 cycle. Now, as we get close to putting a bow on 2023, do you think we're in store for another monster decommitment, another monster flip, a commitment or something else I can't even come up with right now on signing day this Wednesday? Let's just give a context too, Lance. When you think about what Travis Hunter did last year, it literally came out of nowhere on signing day. And I mean, how much out of nowhere did it come to the point that like people started noticing roughly Wednesday morning that he had deleted and scrubbed a lot of the Florida State stuff from his Instagram and his Twitter. And then not long after that, maybe more, no more than 30, 40 minutes, he announces he's going to Jackson State. But there was no lead up to it that he might flip. And if people thought if there was a flip potentially there, it would have been Georgia, who was the number one team in the country for most of the year, ended up winning the national championship. He was a Georgia kid. And he flipped there, or he flipped to Jackson State instead of Georgia, who many thought if for some crazy reason there was a flip, it was to Georgia. But again, there was no lead up. Now, fast forward to this year. It won't be as big of a shocker because there's been a lot of buildup in the last 72 to 96 hours that Dante Moore may put this commitment from Oregon to UCLA. But that's still a shocker given the caliber of player that he is. It, it was a shocker when last week it was announced that Dante Moore was taking an official visit to UCLA. So that was kind of the first step. Then it was like, oh, no, nobody's worried at Oregon. They're, he's sticking with it. Then it's, he's coming in for an, an official visit this weekend to Eugene. They're going to lock it up. Instead, he didn't go to Eugene. He stayed in Detroit, and UCLA is in a position to potentially flip him. It would be a shock just because Chip Kelly, when you look at Chip Kelly's recruiting at UCLA, it's been heavy on the portal. It's been light on elite top-end players, and they've really gone after guys that maybe fit UCLA uh, a little bit more that aren't as highly recruited. Maybe they don't have to get into big recruiting battles with. And then they just go on the portal. But if you have been following recruiting for a long time, this isn't actually that foreign to Chip Kelly. Go back to 2011 when longtime Los Angeles Crenshaw running back DeAnthony Thomas was committed to USC. And then on signing day, Chip Kelly was able to flip him to Oregon. A year later, Eric Armstead, a longtime committed to the USC. He had opened things up. Many thought he was going to go to Cal, but he ended up going to Oregon. And those two guys were the number one ranked players in the West in those classes, top 10 players, five stars. Uh, one ended up being a first rounder. One ended up being an NFL draft pick himself. But this isn't the first time that Chip Kelly just kind of stayed under the radar. And then at the last possible 11th hour, got one of those elite players. So he may pull off a shocker and may won't, won't have the shock value that Travis Hunter will because it's been more discussed and more of a possibility. But if he pulls that off, that has to be the story of the year. The only other one would be maybe if Caleb Downs ends up flipping to Ohio State. But even that wouldn't be as big of a shocker given he took an official visit there. So there's not going to be a Travis Hunter-like seismic shift this year, but the Dante Moore, if he goes to UCLA, that would be the story of this class. 
Yeah, it absolutely would be. And everyone has their eyes uh, and will continue to have their eyes on Martin Luther King in Detroit, Michigan to see what Dante Moore, the five-star quarterback, number three player in the 2023 class decides to do if he stays at Oregon or if he decides to flip his commitment over to UCLA. But Brandon Huffman will be there. Steve Wiltfong will be there. Blair Angulo, Emily Proud, Andrew Evans, Cooper Tagna, Greg Biggins, and so many others are set to be a part of 24-7 Sports National Signing Day show. Remember from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. You don't want to miss it. Huff, I'll see you very soon, my friend. Looking forward, of course, to being graced with your presence in Nashville this coming week. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate you joining. So remember to head on over to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel, tune into the Signing Day show this Wednesday, and subscribe to the page as well. And of course, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. So for Brandon Huffman, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to the College Football Daily, and enjoy your Monday.